Welcome, good people, to Rocky Mountain Mamas podcast. I am your host, Marpeza Allen. And before we get started, I just want to let you know that we are going to discuss some exercises that you can use to really enforce your goals and make sure that you are um, staying focused and um, really make those action steps realistic and get you going on your way. Now, I know that uh, last year I did have a co-host who was phenomenal, uh, Gigi Hall. She is a coach connector and we have um, democratically decided that um, after our last podcast that it is um, very clear that we're going in two different directions. And that's really why I wanted to talk about today our topic of when you say yes to things, what are you also saying no to? And I really feel that, and I think mutually both um, Gigi and I feel that very strongly that when you're committed to something and you realize that there's something outside of your scope, the faster that you walk away from it is the faster that you're moving towards the direction that you are looking to go in. With that being said, thank you so much, Gigi, for um, getting us to this point. I don't know how I would have done without you. You were like my liquid courage to uh, get me going. And then along the way, we have uh, Liv Montano, who has just been awesome in terms of making sure that this podcast moves to the next level. And with that being said, Rocky Mountain Mamas is on all podcast platforms. That means Spotify, Apple, and then we always want to make sure that we aren't on Facebook Live as well. The other thing is that we'll do part of the segment here on Facebook Live, and then you can listen to the rest on our platform. All right, let's get into it, shall we? So um, I, first, I want to know where you're listening to us from. And if you could, if you're on Facebook Live, just give me a wow. And that way I know that um, you are wanting to share the uh, podcast and it's engaging and you are having a good time with me. The other thing is tag someone that you feel would be uh, someone who would want to hear about Rocky Mountain Mamas and spread the word for us. So I came up with this topic yesterday, actually, and it really came out of a couple of things. The first thing is that we have been doing, I'm with my business partners, a lot of interviews for new um, people who are wanting to uh, be interviewed to be doulas and enter our doula apprenticeship program. And that's actually what I do. I'm a birth worker as well as a family advocate consultant. And then on top of that, I just love being um, maybe I am. I just love being in front of the camera and, um, hearing myself talk. Apparently there is, um, just space for me to talk about a lot of things. And I have opinions about all kinds of things, but for the particular interviews that we were, um, going through and I continue to go through one of the questions that I ask once I've asked everything about, why do you want to do this? What's your background? What are some challenges? What are your weaknesses? One of those questions that blindsides them is what are you saying yes to? And what are, because you're saying that, yes, what are you saying no to? So I'm for myself, I'm like, 
yeah, I, maybe I should answer this question for myself as well. And so when I was really thinking about it, a lot of things happened in 2019. I think the biggest milestone was that I had my fourth baby. And yesterday, as I'm reading this article, it talks about how after each birth, your brain changes. A lot of times we make jokes about, oh, I had pregnancy brain and pregnancy brain for those of all, for those of you who do not know is you space things out. Um, you forget that you did this or you leave the oven on. It's really, it could be, it could be either trivial or it could be a big deal. So here I am with my fourth baby thinking I have it under control. I got it going. Um, I'm going to be super mom. But then I realized since October, um, after having the baby, it's a lot easier while you're nine months and you kind of get it prepared. But once you actually have this little person trying to manage everything, I had to be really, really honest with myself that I don't have it. I am feeling all of the things in terms of emotion. I'm feeling all of the things in terms of feeling very self-conscious about the people that I'm with. Am I doing this right? I want them to see me as being a good mom, but also managing my professional life. Um, all of those things started hitting my mind and there are times where I really get weepy. So that's where I posted yesterday that there are things that are blindsiding me. There are circumstances that are surprising me. But in that, there's also interest, introspection that I've been able to put into my toolbox of saying, not only these experiences for me, but this is going to be extremely helpful as I move on with clients that are um, really nervous and anxious about having a new child. Now, I am by no way saying that I am an expert in this area. I'm just going to tell you I have four kids. And so one of them is in seventh grade. Another one is in the fifth grade. And then my youngest son, he is in the third grade. And then obviously I have a zero grade baby girl. So on New Year's Eve, um, my daughter and I joke about it a lot, but I'm always bringing up her as in my stories because she's so insightful. She reminds me of myself, but I'm going to have to say her spunk is maybe a about 10, 10, 10 times more than me. So it's a, it's definitely a new generation of, um, extraness. And so we went through an exercise. So I said, and mentioned that in the beginning, I have an exercise that I want to do that we went through. It also piggybacks off of what Gigi and I did in terms of the RIDE acronyms. So RIDE, we talked about recognizing what it is we want to change. I was being very intentional. D was doing it daily. And then E, my favorite part is executing. So that's where I like to stay, where I like to live. There are times where in executing things, I jump in too fast and I have to backtrack and say, oh my gosh, like I did jump in, but I don't want to get out. So how am I going to start managing where I am, move forward and get to where I want to go? So I th I'm thinking to myself and there's a fun exercise that I was fun. I thought was fun. And that is break down what your mission statement is, your vision then your five values. And then with those five values, two things that you want to work on. And then the third part or the fourth part. Yeah. Fourth part is 
three goals that you can do right away within the first month. So I'm, I'm telling my daughter, I said, okay, we're going to do two minutes for each exercise. So first we do the mission statement. I'm writing, I'm writing. My daughter says I'm done. I'm like, okay, maybe she already had this in her mind and she was prepared to do it or she's being funny. So then I'm like, I'm not, I'm going to let it slide. So then the next time I say vision statement, write down your vision, two minutes. She's taking her time this time, writing down her vision. This is what she wants to do. Me too. I'm getting all into it. But when that timer stops, I have to let it go. Okay. That's, that's the first thing that came to mind. So then we went down through values and then I can just share you with you what my values are. You probably already know, but my top values I think are really important, um, is joy and then also, um, connection, love, family, and then faith, which is my spirituality. So now that we're back, thank you so much for staying tuned in. I want to um, just tell you that the values that I've come up with took me some time. So I know that I mentioned um, my five values. Two minutes was just not enough. But if you could think about off the top of your head, at least three, that's a good start. So for me, I had to think about it, obviously, because I was trying to be an upstanding mother. Um, so after I came up with those five values of joy, connection, love, family, and faith, I asked for us to move forward in breaking down those values and giving two things that you can move forward in this year. So that goes for joy, two minutes of the two things that you want to share and so forth and so forth. So with connection, with love, with family, and then with faith. Now the fun one, and here's where the story uh, takes a turn is that I say, okay, baby, we're going to do our three goals. So with those three goals, I'm writing down, okay, I definitely want to execute this this year. I definitely want to execute second. And I definitely want to execute that third thing. So my daughter is writing really fast again. So for me, my three goals, I think I'm going to share them with you. How's that? Now, I know that I've heard people say that, oh, you don't share your goals with people unless, you know, you know, they're going to happen. But there is that's true to some extent. Sometimes it's OK at whatever juncture you feel comfortable to share people with people your goals. So I'm at that place because I've started to execute those things where I'm going to share with you my three goals. And I'll show you my mission statement as well. So my three goals are one to uh, start my documentary and make sure that our filming is done by October, which has started this month. Thank you to live who is the um, audio video master um, that has really dropped into my lap. So I'm really excited about that. Um, stay tuned for that as well. And then make X amount of money by January, 2021. So the reason I bring that up to you is that we talked about smart goals, um, last year when Gigi and I were together and that it needs to be measurable. And so for me, the X amount of dollars that I want to make is one that I think is a reach, but I also think that it's doable by 2021 because of the work that I'm doing and what I'm trying to execute this year. So be very 
very mindful of being realistic, but also not selling yourself short. So I won't share the amount because, um, that's just something personal to me. So, but then the other thing is number three, which is get 5,000 viewers for Rocky mountain mama's podcast, which I think that you can help me with. So, Again, this is our first real episode of January um, 2020. And with that being said, I want to make sure that what I am sharing with you is on topic, something that you're interested in, not only for mothers, but also for women that really affect family and affect um, community in a really great way. So with that being said... What are some ways that I can share and address things that you concern you and the way that you can uh, reach out to me and um, share those things is on M-A-R-P-E-S-S-A-A-L-L-E-N at gmail.com. That is my personal email and that's M-A-R-P-E-S-S-A-A-L-L-E-N at gmail.com. Quick question. What are the things you are saying yes to that you're having to say no to? For me, one of the things I've had to say no to by giving up um, or wanting to move forward in um, all of my yeses that I want to execute is my social life. This is really sad for me. Uh, I am a very social person. The only way I'm going to be so social is when, if it's in line with where I'm trying to go with my three goals and with my values. So does that mean I'm going to every happy hour? No. Another one of those reasons is because I have children that I need to make sure that I have childcare for. And with that being said, it takes a lot of effort to um, make those things happen. So I need to make sure that those things are on topic. The other thing is that it's going to take a lot of time for me to research and read and make sure that I'm a credible source, particularly for uh, the birth workers that we're training, but also when I talk about um the topics that I have for the podcast. But in addition, when I'm addressing um, groups of people on um, advocacy issues that I find are really important um, this year for us. One of the advocacy issues that I'm, I'm very passionate about is um, maternal health and infant mortality for particularly for black women, um, because it is very high in the state of Colorado and also breastfeeding. So um, it has been uh, like I said, and with four kids, it has been very eye opening that I don't know everything. Can you believe that? I don't know everything. I have a lot to say, but I still don't know everything. And that has been a challenge for me. So that's another thing I need to say no to is the mindset that I don't know everything that I'm moving towards, but even though I only know the next step in front of me, I have to trust that I've done enough in terms of my blueprint and where I want to go that I need to trust the process. How hard it is for us to, how hard is it for us to trust the trust the process? What are some things that um, get in the way of you trusting the process? Is it someone in your life that can be a Debbie the Downer or um, not taking enough time to be intentional about what it is you want to do? Or is it just 
you needed to make space in your life, taking out toxic things or um, inviting new people in, making new friends? What are some of those challenges that you have? An interview that I had yesterday was um, a young woman who is ready to be a birth worker, but um, being scared has been one of those things that has just been so consuming. Um, And how do you get past that was a mindset for her is that this time I want to get past that. It's only going to feel this way for a certain amount of time. And I thought that was pretty neat that she would um, address it that way after being so clutched by being scared for so long. There is a poem that I love um, that is written by Carl Sandburg that, um, that's always stuck to me since college and the long, the long poem is about, um, a father speaking to his son and addressing how to move forward in his, in their manhood, but it addresses everyone. So there is a part in the stanza, I believe it's in the inn, and it says they must be lonely enough to have time for the work that they know as their own. They must be lonely enough to have time for the work that they know is their own. I have found that many times you can be a lone ranger. And uh, can I say that it was, did it feel good when we had to really decide at that, that uh, fork in the road that um, my co-host and myself were in two different position in uh, two different directions. No, it didn't feel good. But at the same time, it was a part of my process. Am I going to move forward? Yes. This is something that I'm committed to um, because I said yes to that. It's a lot like dating. (laughs) Um, It is a lot like dating. That's another thing people ask me about. And I would have to say, if you are in the dating, um, if you're in that business of dating right now, there's a lot of things you can say yes to, but in order to maintain those yeses, you're going to have to say no to uh, someone who's only texting you, but won't call you. You're going to have to say no to someone who isn't open to um, going to church with you or going to functions with you. If that's something you want from a partner. I think it's equally um, helpful to write down the type of partner that you're looking for or the type of people that you want to be around or the type of uh, ways that you want to build and invest in your um, life in order to move forward in the process of self-improvement. And this is what this whole podcast is about, is one, being realistic with ourselves about where you are and riding into the future. I know that there's things about myself that I too need to get over. It's not so much the scary part, but it's, it's being okay to be wrong. And it's being okay to know that I'm going to make mistakes and to be acknowledge to acknowledge that I'm stubborn and that I really need to listen to people that I respect and take their advice to heed that I can't be a lone ranger in these things. But absolutely with Carl Sandberg talking about being the 
to be become the mature person that we need to be. Obviously, he's addressing a father to a son, but it's metaphorical for us, all of us becoming, um, meeting that maturity, getting to that maturity of saying, this is my calling. It's being, having that time to be alone with yourself. It's uncomfortable to be alone with yourself. It's uncomfortable to say no to happy hour, or it's uncomfortable when, you know, there's only been one person that has wanted to date you to say, this isn't someone for me that I will prefer. I prefer being alone until the right thing comes up or the right person comes up or the right opportunity comes up. With that being said, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for hanging out with me on the first podcast by myself (laughs) as a Rocky Mountain mama. My goal really is to just connect with you and um, let you know that there's always resources for you to uh, be a better you and encourage you that you're not alone, but that you need time alone to really figure out um, where it is you want to go. Have a happy January, first part of the week of January. You made it through. Um, so we will be uh, broadcasting again in about two weeks. And I would love to hear from you. Again, my email address is M-A-R-P as in Paul, E-S-S-A-A-L-L-E-N at gmail.com. Have a wonderful day. Good people. I'm excited to uh, check in with you again very soon. All right. So I, um, just my, no lie, my internet has been in and out. So I, um, I'm going to wait for Ms. Rodriguez from Project Freedom to call me back. Um, it's real y'all. It is so real how moms, um, really worry about things men don't. It don't matter what race, class, whatever. Um, I'm stressed the fuck out. And um, I'm just trying to process everything. Um, Just in life and just this climate and everything. Um, Personally, going through some things. And so as moms, how do we manage um, to maintain if it's, to um, maintain a certain level of being um, paroled out or maintaining custody with your kids or um, making sure you feel like you could tell your therapist the truth or tell your doctor what happened or um, all of those things are just so, so important that you know that it's important to find someone you can trust. And that's something that not a lot of people are going to tell you. They'll say, yeah, yeah, we'll listen, we'll listen. But I kid you not, I just went through a traumatic experience and it took me. People who have been through where I've been through almost to the T to understand why I was so traumatized. And so, like I said, Joseph's a white, young male. He was a real nigga. He stood up for me when everyone else was afraid to. Absolutely afraid to. And then what they try and do 
is point the finger back at you, particularly for women of color um, or just women in general, is that you will be the victim. And then they, out of their discomfort and their own fear of what they did, will turn around and point their finger at you. And so that is just so problematic. It's something you can't take to a courtroom. It's something you can't take to um, a lawyer sometimes. This is costly. It is so costly for us as women to not take care of ourselves. I was telling my daughter, because um, I always bring her up, um, my priorities. And I know I talked about my um, values last time, uh, last episode, but now my priorities, God first, me slash mom, me, my kids third, the rest of my family that I consider family, which would also include friends, then community. If I truly, truly, truly call you a friend, friend, you are my family. But as far as community, community is, you know, all skin folk and kin folk. All women aren't built the same. All men ain't built the same. Um, you really do have to look at people and um, take a look at their integrity. Do they lie? What does your intuition say? Where are you triggered? What are those things that are going to, what situations are you going to get into that might not be a good situation? And so I'm sitting here trying to tell my kids this, arguing with their dad over that, arguing with my other kids dad over that. I'm talking just in our whole family lineage from addiction to misogyny to all of these things. So to be educated and still experience abuse and still experience these things wherever we go. Women, yes, we experience all of this. But for black women and brown women, it's on 10. It's on 10. And if, if you don't understand what that means, then this ain't for you. It's on 10. 10. We throw around love like it is a lollipop. And once you've sucked it dry and you've thrown it away, where's the love? Where's the love? Let me get another lollipop. That's addiction. That's addiction. We are addicted to our pain we are addicted to wanting to feel loved but not love and be loving it is costly it is fatal to love it is risky it is sacrificial it is kind it is patient Um, I'm just so tempted because I am a preacher's kid, um, to just refer to 1 Corinthians 13. And I have a million Bibles, 
So when I would be in the hospital locked up, all I had was time. All I had was time. And so um, I always remind myself of uh, 1 Corinthians. Um, hold on, let me see if I can find it. Because I'm just over it today. We, The world is fallen, but we don't have to be. And um, for me, getting in the word of the, the word of God is the only thing I got. Um, let me see here. First Corinthians. So when I'm on my in my when I'm in my quiet time, and in my own trying to get in my happy place, um, I go to the word of God. And, um, actually, 1 John 4, 7, and 8 come up. 1 John 4, 7, 8, which is, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not, know not of love, for God is love. Beloved, let us love one another. 1 John 4, 7, and 8. That is 1 John 4, 7, and 8. I want to say it again. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth knoweth God and loveth God. He that loveth not, know not of God, for God is love. Beloved, let us love one another. 1 John 4, 7, and 8. Now I'm waiting for sis to call me back. My internet is tripping. Um, my internet is tripping. And I'm trying to figure out.